Looking for hair removal tools that not only deliver smooth results, but also empower you with a sense of complete control? Enter Conair Girlbomb, your secret weapons for smooth, sleek results made just for women. From the ultimate girl bomb grip and professional grade blades, you don't have to compromise and settle for less. Conair Girl Bomb equips you with the precision and power previously reserved for men's grooming tools. So take your hair removal routine to the next level with Conair Girl Bomb. Available at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I used to have so many men. How this beguiling woman in her 50s... She looked like a million bucks. ...scams a bunch of famous athletes out of untold fortunes... Nearly $10 million was all gone. It's just unbelievable. Hide your money in your old rich men, because <laughs> she is on the prowl. Listen to Queen of the Con, Season 5, The Athlete Whisperer, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. From iHeart Podcasts. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. A story about money, power, and corruption. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. I'm Paul Pringle, an investigative reporter for the LA Times. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcast or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, this is Kurt Woodsmith. You remember me from such TV comedies as That 70s Show and That 90s Show on Netflix. I'll never forget the words that my grandfather said just before he kicked the bucket. He said, watch how far I can kick this bucket. People ask me where I get my dad jokes from. I tell them to listen to the Daily Dad Jokes podcast. Listen to Daily Dad Jokes every day on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Here's Nikki. Here I am. Hello. Welcome to the Nikki Glaser Podcast. It's Monday morning here in St. Louis, Missouri. Um, if you're watching the uh, YouTube feed, I'm wearing a robe. Um, it's a robe day. Just felt like it. Uh, we have a special guest on the show who has a matching robe, so we decided to match my best friend from fourth grade and on, um, Kirsten, who many of you already know. You've heard her on um, my previous podcast, You Up, and she was on my serious show, You Up. I talk about her all the time on here. She's like my funniest uh, first friend. Um, still kind of the funniest person ever. She's been here. She's been staying with me all weekend and I got to, I got to be honest. There are times where I'm like, will you just fill in for me? Like you, she's given me so many good ideas for, for bits. She just thinks in a way she thinks with a comedian's mind of like observing little things that you go, Oh my God, she really just like, you know, um, 
articulated that annoying thing that I didn't even know that I that I do know. You know, as I say this on stage, but a comedian's job, we have if we're doing the Venn diagram of what a comedian does, a good comedian, um, the idea that something is funny is when something is extremely true. So that's one circle is it's true, like the most true thing ever, right? And then the other circle is you hadn't thought of it before. Like the general public hadn't thought of it before. So if you're able to get those perfectly one circle, you have the best joke ever. If you, you could either do one of one of each, you know, like you could be in just the true thing and sometimes that's funny enough or you could just be in the never thought of it before. But the reaction you want from a crowd, at least I do, and what I think causes laughter, laughter is a response that we have I mean, the evolutionary theory, I think, behind it is that when you laugh, like, it makes a loud noise and it's, um, scares, it will scare away something. So it's something that you do in response to surprise. Um, that's why a lot of people laugh when, they, when something traumatic is happening. Um, like, you know, when Louis apparently, you know, like, allegedly took out his penis and the girls laughed, everyone kind of goes... Uh, well, why were they laughing? They Then they enjoyed it. It's like, no, they were like scared and that's what you do in response to like something scary. When I hit a garbage van with my car when I was 16, I put my car in park after I hit him and I started laughing because I was just like, that was, did that happen? I was just like, <sighs> like there, there, then came the tears and the guilt and the grief and everything. But like my first reaction was like laughter. It was really bizarre. But it also shows your teeth which, you know, when we were dealing with predators and things, if you bare your teeth, that's a sign of aggression to be like, back off. You're surprising me and I'm trying to scare you away. Like, <laughs> nothing scares someone away more than someone cackling needlessly. But you laugh when you're surprised, right? And so the best response from an audience member is to go, is to have them whisper, to, just to go, <laughs> Oh my God, that's so true. You do that. I do that. I didn't even realize I did that. That's why like there's one joke I'm doing right now in my act that is so disgusting, Noah. Like I can't even say what it is because I don't want to ruin it because I think it's going to go in my special. But it is so, such a bad image, but it's true and no one can deny it's true. And that's the that's the joy I have in it where I go, you know, I don't want to do that joke. I'm not trying to, like, make you guys go like, oh, my God. I like it because it's something that is true for almost every single human in the world. I found something that no one has thought of that is true for every single human that is seriously crazy. And um, and I but but the thing. A lot of comedians, I think before comedians become comedians, I have memories a lot of real, like this particular joke, it's a disgusting joke, like truly incestually disgusting, right? Um, but I thought of it probably in like third grade, like made the realization of like, oh my God, this, if that's true, then that's, oh my God. And I remember thinking that maybe like every human has probably arrived at this realization, but you just don't say it because it's so gross. But I just thought we all like kind of knew it but didn't talk about it. And then, I mean, this is in my act too because I kind of deconstruct the bit because I don't ever want people to think I'm just doing jokes to shock people. And this thing is so shocking that it almost seems like that. Especially as a female comic, like you just get so much ridicule and criticism for like, she's just 
you, oh, they talk about sex, which people think is easy to get laughs, which sometimes it is because it's taboo equals surprising equals easy laughter. It's, you know, it's like sprinkling your act with fuck or sprinkling your act with, <laughs> listen, you guys aren't going to like this. No, no, no. Tell us. We're going to like it. You guys know the tricks of the edge. Um, but I, uh, yeah, I have to go into this whole like deconstruction of this joke because I feel so guilty that it's so gross and everyone in the crowd is just like, Ugh. and I go, but that's our job is to, I go that Venn diagram, I kind of describe it. I go, that is, that's a full circle right there. Like that, that joke. And there's certain things like that in my life that I've stumbled upon. Like the um, skeletons are always laughing. That's something that like is always been there. And I'm sure other people have thought of it. Positive that someone else has been like, it's funny that skeletons always look like they're smiling or burn victims always look like they're smiling, which is ironic because skeletons are, are dead people and burn victims are, you know, badly injured people generally. Why would they be like, it's, it's, it's funny because it's ironic because like when you have no lifts, it looks like you're smiling constantly. Um, I don't know what my point is, um, but skeletons are always like laughing and yeah, there's, they're all just, if you ever just think like, oh my God, I don't want to die and like be in a grave. Like you'll be just like very happy. You've never seen a, a weepy skeleton um, <laughs> or a depressed skeleton. Uh, <laughs> that's what actually sounds like a, a, a children's book, the depressed skeleton. Um, well, I was in, in college. I think you were talking about um, Kirsten being like the Venn diagram of comedy. Than me? Yeah. And spending the weekend like, with her. This weekend, Noah? Did you see my stories where we were making fun of Instagram yes. influencers? Yes. I was obsessed. And how like Dude. naturally you both were at it, a little too good. The thing <laughs> is, hey, we're not the first ones to mock this like faux sincerity, um, kind of like like... Uh, presentation that your life is cozy and perfect and you're just like you're you're a cute girl but you're like trying to be like you're not like that's been mocked endlessly like there's so many you know f instagram accounts just making fun of these things what kirsten does so brilliantly and she did it when we were at dinner on friday night was that she did this she did a selfie where i think she was looking at her eyebrows or something she was trying to like see something on her face and she just took a, a picture where she was kind of just like, like kind of like making like a weird face. And she goes, doesn't this look like a post where someone would be like, guys, I've really thought a lot about my life this week. And I and challenge all of you to really contemplate and take a break for yourself. And it was just like the, the way it was just such a, you know, that caption might fit something like a girl looking listlessly out of window. That would be like the easy joke. But a, a goofy face like that, like that is such a thing girls do that is so subtly like fake. But I've always said that when celebrities do face masks, you know, we'll, we'll, they'll do like a wacky like green algae mask and their hair will be up like in a messy bun or whatever. They're like, oh my God, I'm so vulnerable and I'm showing this like wacky side. And I'm like, guess what? Your whole face is, there's nothing vulnerable about that. That is not no makeup. That's extra, that's clown makeup. And like, you're, you're not being ugly. And like, that's not ugly. That's like putting on a Halloween mask and being like, aren't I vulnerable? I just hate the, f if someone's not aware of what they're doing, fine. 
But if someone knows what they're doing, like I recently heard about someone that started in, <laughs> oh God, this is so humiliating. I mean, I don't even know how you'd live with yourself if you did this. It's like, it's so good. My friend told me about this couple she knows that like started an Instagram account for like their business or whatever. And they both create fake accounts to like log on and write like fire emojis underneath their businesses. Like not their business, but their like their brand. It's not even a business. It's a brand. You know, it's like their couple brand. And they'll do like they'll they'll get people. They'll make fake accounts to put fire emojis under their like how sad would you be to put a fire emoji under your own picture? Would would you I mean there's got to be something inside you that is like so ashamed by that. I mean, I, listen, I've done very shameful things and like, you know, selfish things and that are gross and just deplorable. Like, you know, I'm, I used to wake up every morning with, you know, 11 to 17 protein bar wrappers in my bed because I ate all night long in bed because I starved all day. Collecting those wrappers in the morning was truly humiliating in a way that I can't even tell you and I didn't I you know I used to talk about it on my last podcast but I'd say oh it's four rappers it was honestly so many more than that and I could joke about like the the kind of truth but the real truth was so much sadder and uglier and I felt so much deep shame doing that I guess it's the same thing as as putting a fire emoji on your own account because it's something that I was doing to handle the deep sadness I felt in my soul that um, or to cover up feelings that I didn't want to have and people looking for validation outwardly and creating brands. Some may argue they're creating a brand to get money for their family. So for their loved ones, that's different. But this seems to be about like getting people to like you, which is the same as, you know, food addiction. It's just filling a hole because you're not enough. I was just talking to Kirsten about this, about Exactly what we started talking about, Noah, about like, you know, over the weekend, I was filming with all these cameras that are now in my life. <clears throat> and I'll talk about that as well on the show this week. I'm sure I'll get to that. I'm, I can't wait till we freaking announce it and I can just be out with it. But you guys get it. Um, but this weekend, they were filming Kirsten and I getting ready for my show on Saturday night, which I'll also talk about. I did a local show here. Fucking insane, by the way. Met so many besties. I just, I can't even, I go like, honestly, it, it, it's, uh, my heart is too full this weekend. I feel like I'm going to barf. My heart's going to barf because I'm filled with, uh, just love for people and people who listen, who are listening right now. I love you. Um, but Chris and I were getting ready and I was talking about how funny she is and how, thank God, you know, I always say about my sister, thank God she didn't pursue modeling because I couldn't have handled that, like the attention she would have gotten if she would have pursued what she kind of, everyone thought she would do. Like she didn't need the spotlight. Thank God for that. I wouldn't have survived it. I wouldn't have been a good Solange. And Kirsten was, is so funny that she, if she wanted to, she could, she would be, you, she would be famous right now, you guys, without question. If she had the drive to be loved by strangers that I'd had, she would be famous. But no, we were talking about this morning and I go, but you didn't want that. And she goes, well, I think we handled trauma differently because we both were traumatized um, by, you know, our friend killing himself. She much, I would say more so because she was more connected to him and 
you know, for a, a myriad reasons, uh, dealt with a lot more bullshit from that death than I did. But we both took that tragedy. I got anorexic. She got, you know, she just kind of got party girl, threw herself into like socializing. But the thing is, I was like, no, I don't think that's it, Kirsten. Like even before David's death, you didn't seek being popular. You became popular and kind of left me behind at one point because you were just so great to be around. People wanted to be around you. I had this desperation to be popular, not because I wanted to be friends with those people because they looked fun to hang out with, but because it would mean that more people would like me and envy me. It was like a, I didn't have self-esteem. You did. And then we got talking about it and I was like, like I, I was angry that I wasn't born a model. And like I was, you know, I've talked about it before and this is so stupid because you're probably going, Nikki, you're beautiful and all that. I, I'm so grateful for what I was given and I'm and I don't think this way anymore. But I used to be so angry. Like, you know, why wasn't I born a, a, a gym with a gymnast body or whatever? Every point in my life, there was something I wanted and it was like, it's not fair. And of course, I'm like a white, like tall, lanky kid. Like I have nothing. I had nothing to really complain about but it was just I was never enough and it was never going to be enough you know like no matter what I looked like I was always going to feel that way because you know because I just had low self-esteem and she didn't and I think that's what it comes down to I'm so glad she had self-esteem and didn't need to fulfill it by being a performer because she has it in her dude she is so freaking funny even yesterday when we were filming I went to a recording studio yesterday Noah and recorded my first song um and it's so good but it's so awesome uh, i'm so I happy can't wait for, you. for you to hear it i can't um, wait yeah matt pond wrote it um anya and matt produced it for me and helped me with my voice and i just heard it today and it sounds so good it sounds like i'm a professional oh my like gosh. it's beautiful you know i'm not a good singer like i'm not the best singer i'll say that i'm good but what i was able to do was like matt wrote a song for me that really I connected to and I was able to like channel the emotions behind it, which is I think more than half of what makes a voice listenable is like the, you hear the emotions behind it. So I was able to do that. But yesterday we had the idea for me to just do impressions of different, sing the song, but with different people's like do Gaga. Now do Ariana Grande. Now do Gwen Stefani. And I was like, you know, who's going to be better at this than me? Kirsten and she came in and did the funniest run of like I was just going through my Spotify going Rihanna bare naked ladies uh Ryan Adams uh Snoop Dogg and she was doing all of them she's a great impressionist she can just do it right away you'll see it on the show she may be a little nervous today so I don't want to talk her up too much but she's just so funny and um it's nice to just be able to go it's nice to be able to give her a spotlight now because I don't Although there is still a part of a tiny part of me that goes, God, why didn't I think of that first? I realize that she's, I, I think of things that she doesn't think of. Like I'm funny in my own way that she's not, even though I do think she's funnier. And that's obviously subjective. Um, what an amazing weekend we had. Thank you to all the besties that came out to the show in St. Louis at the factory. There were tons of them there. I met you, some of you after the show. You know how I feel about you. Um, everyone was comment. Everyone that there was a lot of my friends and like you know people working on this camera project that's following me around, and they were all like, "You just like 
light up around your fans. Like you just, you seem to like really genuine, you give them so much. And I'm like, it's not, and they go, are you exhausted? Because there were hundreds of people for me to meet. And they were like, are you exhausted? And I was like, not at all. Like that was my, I wish I could just go do meet and greets instead of a show because it was so fun to talk to you guys. And um, I'll talk to Andrew about who we ran into. I, I ran into one fan this weekend. That was truly uh, an incredible experience. Uh, one bestie. I'm sure she's listening right now. Um, let's get him in here. Andrew! Are you looking for some amazing TV to stream? Well, sink into your couch and indulge with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. We're talking some of the greatest comedies of all time. Absolute must-watch shows. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the crew in How I Met Your Mother. All nine seasons of How I Met Your Mother are now streaming on Hulu right now. One of my favorite shows ever. And I mean, don't you want to know how he met their mother? Then go back home with the Dumfies, the Pritchetts, and the Pritchett-Tuckers in Modern Family. Then you can start over with the Roses on Schitt's Creek. And then see what's up in the Kyle household in My Wife and Kids. We're talking every episode and every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits. Streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. I mean, can you even watch all of this? We think so. Head on over to Hulu and start streaming today. Now we're talking. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And, of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure... It kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, my name's Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose, I just had a great conversation with Michael B. Jordan, and you can listen to it right now. Michael is known for his performances in both film and television. His breakout role was in Fruitvale Station, playing Oscar Grant, which earned him widespread praise and numerous award nominations. His portrayal of Killmonger in Marvel's Black Panther, one of my favorites, further solidified his status as one of Hollywood's leading actors, earning him widespread acclaim for his complex and compelling performance. In our conversation, Michael really opens up. You're going to love listening to it, and I can't wait for you to check it out. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. It's always the feeling when you're getting ready. You know, people give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. People quit. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including actress and star of the mega-hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox, 
you can't go around it. So you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. I'm Stephanie J. Block. And I'm Mary Lee Fairbanks. And we host Stages Podcast. Binge close to 100 episodes. Hear the inside stories from backstage and behind the scenes as we go beyond the resume and into the heart of creativity and what it really takes to be in the business of show business. Don't miss our chats with this season's Tony nominees. If you love theater and entertainment, you are going to love Stages Podcast. Subscribe to Stages Podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts and visit us at stagespodcast.net. Hey, Andrew. Good morning. Hey, Roby. Good morning, Robes. Uh, I love that you are wearing a shirt underneath the robe. You didn't want to go, what, is the chestnut in the tip-top shape? <laughs> Honestly, I didn't even think about it. I thought you went t-shirt under there. Mm-mm. And then I... No, boy. <laughs> Yo, girl. No, boy. Hey, girl. Um, yeah, no, I went t-shirt underneath. Is that not appropriate? No, it's robe day. It does. It's it's anything you want. It's kind of like wearing a t-shirt in the pool. I'm also wearing a hat with a robe. Not many people do that. Uh, well, let's <laughs> don't. The hat is and the shirt are you know secondary and thirdary to the <laughs> belt. Yeah, I wanted to class up the joint. The can Ever- you show the belt on camera? If we if you don't oh. know, we are on YouTube right now, so you can see. Um, this episode will you know take a little bit more time to get up. Um, I think they're all delayed a couple days, but thank you so much to everyone who's been watching the shows on YouTube. Have you been watching the shows on YouTube, Andrew? I have checked them out. Uh, Are you reading yeah. the comments? I've seen some comments. Yeah, they're all positive, except for one uh, JTL1047. Go fuck itself. Oh, really? No, I don't. Is that a real one? No, I know. Um, no, how fun was Saturday night? Saturday night was... I thought. Are you like thinking about what day that was? Why? It was the, the show. Oh, <laughs> I honestly thought you were talking about the dinner that we had. I'm oh, just confused. Well, that, that was really fun too. You went to the dinner with me, Kirsten. Have and we Taylor. talked about the camera following you. Is yeah, that, I've oh. just been saying that cameras are following me, but I can't say for what. Oh, okay. But I think people can kind of. <laughs> well, if they I, see us around town, I'm like, what are they going to take it away? Maybe. Please, please. Well, then let me just talk about it more because, God damn, my my life is no. I'm actually loving it. Okay, well, they're gonna have to take down the lights in our house too. Yeah, they I'm, leave those. It's just an old abandoned. I mean, the lights an old are falling down. Show um, like like fast forward. No, 20 I love I love doing whatever we're doing. And who said it was a show, Andrew? What about the show on Saturday night? Uh, what show? No, the, I mean we can't talk about that, <laughs> which was is definitely a show. The other thing. Who's on first? <laughs> All I'm saying is that cameras are following us everywhere. <laughs> so the uh, could be for anything. It could uh, just be I'm getting you know it's I've just hired people to follow us. Honestly, for nothing. It's not a bad idea. So St. Louis show was incredible. It was what three thousand people, just three thousand. It's it, the biggest show I've done for myself. Like can I that's be honest, it didn't feel any bigger than a regular theater that we usually. What about a regular theater? Well, either or, or unleaded. A regular. But, um. 
I'm sorry. I, it's probably so annoying to people who are like, just let him say regular. What is it? Regular. Yes. You just don't like use. We've, yeah, I skip them. Skip, I'm, listen, you got I-E-I-O, that's it. And sometimes why, <laughs> but definitely never you. How? Um, um, yeah, so yeah, Saturday night was amazing. I mean, it's- That place is cool. Do you feel like when you come home, it's your hometown, you know, everyone loves that. Every celebrity's like, I'm coming back to my home. You know, you see it on American Idol, I'm coming back to Lawrenceville, Kansas, and everyone's like, Whoa, she did it. And then a week later, they're doing meth and no, everyone forgot about them. But anyhow, not you. But I, I'm, I'm saying like on American Idol because no one really right, becomes famous okay. anymore. Yeah, but from that show. You, but do you feel like when you do your St. Louis crowd, you're talking about schnooks? Yeah, like making local references. Um, You know what? I felt like, guys, thank you for being here because you could just see me at Trader Joe's. Like, <laughs> But obviously, I'm not going to do my act in the fucking oatmeal aisle which is where you'll find me but um and it's less of an aisle and more of just a rack but um y- y- I, I you know what i felt like was there was just obviously added pressure because it was like this girl better reference some things because she knows like when i go to san antonio people don't expect me to know about every like kind of trope and stereotype um and i touched on a little bit i wish i would have done more i came up with a really good line earlier that i forgot to use uh. about the cardinals because the Cardinals oh, are yes. on a winning streak right now, 15 Noah. Fifteen games, though. Fifteen games in a row they have won, and they were not doing well at the, the start of the season, like embarrassingly bad. We went to uh, the Reds, like kind of games. Yes, and yeah. they lost Cardinals. Yeah, yeah, and they lost. The, what is it called though? Like it's called like like the Reds run or whatever. Well, that's what I was Cincinnati going through this weekend. Reds? The Red run. Oh, <laughs> uh, did you? Uh, oh yeah, I get mine every fucking two weeks. The Reds <laughs> come in town. Um, that's funny. Has anyone ever used that instead of Aunt Flo? The Cincinnati Reds are in town. I don't know, but I like it. I like it too. Um, but, uh, no, they're, they're, they're on a winning streak. And I was going to make the joke that I think I'm responsible for it because I realized the second game they won, I hadn't changed my underwear in a, in a day. And so I just decided to keep wearing those underwear. So... My underwear's on a, uh, well, there's got a, there's a streak going on that too. <laughs> 15, 15 of them. them. Yeah, yes, that was is. your line. Yeah. Uh, so I forgot to do that. So there you well, go. Well, it was interesting. It was 13, but then they won two more games yeah, in a yeah. row. I mean, <laughs> I it's mean, exciting. Yeah. This I, town is going to get buck wild. I mean, if I, we get, I love when a team far. wins and then our house will somehow get destroyed. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, you know what we're going to do to celebrate? I'm going to light my own car on fire. <laughs> it's like, I, this yeah. is a way for people to just get insurance or insurance money yeah. if their team wins. And it's like, no, is but. Is this hometown pride or is a hurricane coming? <laughs> like, why what are we boarding is that? up windows? How does excitement lead to destruction? It's interesting how they like. I intertwine. Don't know. What's that the love and hate thing, right? Yeah, you're because right. in hate, there's destruction too. But it's like, a, yeah. I, don't, I don't know. It's like let's burn this shopping center because Tommy pitched well. Did you uh, <laughs> meet besties at the show? Uh, there the were some besties great. afterwards. Yeah, there was the, the one. Great. I really loved the first of all the girl that was outside our apartment, who was like the nicest girl ever, who randomly was literally outside our door. I mean, that was insane. That's who I wanted to talk about. I forgot you were there for that, and I'm so glad that you were. We were driving back from getting spray tans yes. for the show. We're I'm in Kirsten's car, driving Kirsten's car, pulling into my apartment, and we park, and these this guy who's kind of trailed by a girl, probably 20 feet behind him, comes up, and I don't really hear. They're just like, 
are you did what did they say he said are you andrew Carl? did he say that no, i think are you nikki something like that oh no no oh yeah but yeah, yeah. Have, are you have, andrew i also yeah. have the whole all the people that are usually following us with cameras are now not with cameras but just like you know we're not filming right now yeah. so we were just going back into the apartment from shooting at this tanning place which we're just doing for fun yeah just for fun and uh i mean it's for fun and it could be for something else but no i'm not saying that but mostly funsies and this guy was like, are you Nikki? And I'm like, yeah. And I was like, he was like, my girlfriend's like a huge fan. And this girl, this adorable girl named Annie is behind him. Blonde hair, looks a little bit like Taylor Swift and me. I'm flattering myself. Yeah. But she's away. adorable. And she is like, oh my God. And I was like, are you guys like, did you like know I lived? Because they're like, we're just visiting from Memphis. We're coming to your show tonight. And I was like, Wait, were you, did you like know I lived here and were like hanging out? And they were like, I think they knew the neighborhood. And so they were in the neighborhood already. But she was just like, oh, I know Nikki goes to that Whole Foods. But she was like, there's no chance I'm going to see her. And then all of a sudden I drive by and she was like, oh, my God. I think her boyfriend's name is Mark or her husband. Mark, that's that's Nikki Glazer. And he's like, no way. And she's like, I don't want to say anything. And he is a salesman. And so she was like. He thought nothing of it. So he ran up <laughs> into the parking garage. Like, it's an open thing. So he wasn't, like, sneaking under a gate or something. And he he came up to us. And she's, she was so sweet. And I'm so glad she said hi because I really – I hate when big fans don't say hi. And then later on they're like, I was too scared. It's like, get that. I know what it's like to be nervous to, like, yeah. say hi to someone. I'm telling you, I won't make you feel weird about it. It, it will be a good experience. And – she was like shaking and crying. It was so uh, sweet. Yeah, it was so sweet that she stalked us. Um, <laughs> but uh, no, she was unbelievable. And then she was at the. She's VIP a scientist. Yeah, I'm she, like a, a cute scientist likes me and listens to yeah, us all the time. And how did we trick her? She got into the podcast during the pandemic when I was like going through depression, having to like do my show every day. She had just moved to Memphis, didn't have any friends, and she was like. You were my friend, and I kind of didn't have any friends in St. Louis either. I was just living with my parents. She's living with her guy and like lonely and she was like you kept me company i'm like you kept me company and it was just lovely and you know some people say this to me sometimes but she was like you're like my taylor swift like to to make me understand yeah. how it feels and i i just get that because you know what i know is that i know if i when i meet i know how taylor swift is with her fans and she treats them exactly the way i do because she knows that they love her and like are her friend in a way that I am like Taylor Swift would have listening parties with her fans. She's the only person that would invite her fans. She'd find them online, her biggest fans, invite them to her house, yeah. her her home for an all night listening party where they like, dance and have fun. Her mom goes through the crowds at her shows to find the biggest fans that just like would love it the most to bring them backstage. Like she's very much like I love my fans. So like I wonder how long they hang out at the house after the party. I need to set up. <laughs> yeah, I, I wonder what it's like Taylor's just like okay. Oh, tired. So, uh, and they're they're still like chatting. Like, yeah, they're like so what's what's the other part of the house look like? Yeah. Uh, all right. Yeah. Speaking of having someone uh, stay at your house Ugh. um and I just never want her to leave. Yeah, she's a great addition. Uh my best friend Kirsten is uh going to come on the show right now. Let's bring her in. Kirsten! 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 I never get to do it. Kirsten! Monday's got me like, whoa. What the heck? Welcome to the show. Luigi. <laughs> I love this. This is like a not me is right next to you. Yeah. This is actually kind of wild. <laughs> Look at right now. 
I'm not kidding, dude. This well, is weird. Kirsten and I have been best friends since fourth grade. We met um, because she was acting out in class and got moved and sat next to me. And then um, I realized that someone was as weird as me and um, funny. And it was just like very What is your take on that day? Do you remember that day that you met Nikki? I do. I just like, I just remember getting in trouble and then getting rewarded because of it. Honestly, I had kind of clocked you, Nikki, for a while. I knew you were, I had a feeling we were very similar. I saw you with your little like blonde ponytail, little shorts pulled up high, little t-shirt. And My I, shorts pulled up high? Remember how like in 94, it was like, you could like wear your shorts. Yeah, all we all up. dressed like dads. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> like middle-aged dads. I remember feeling kind of excited to get to move by next to you, but I don't really remember our first conversation. I really wish I did. Though. It was about... The markers. Yeah. Yeah. So I had a pair, like a set of bold markers in my desk. Oh, you remember like markers that you just like Crayola markers? Oh, you could have 12 like, of them? You could have like the regular colors. I think it was like eight. Like, oh, yeah, it was, like, yeah, a yeah, classic yeah, yeah, yeah. And boy, G-Biv. And then you could have the, there was a like in the 90s, this was 94, new on the scene were bold colors. And it was like a darker uh, purple and like a maroon and like it the- was like the waiting room like the reception area at a doctor's office that was constructed in the 90s like maroon and yes. teal and yes, like teal was a part of the bold marker makes set makes you gonna yeah. feel like you're gonna die and I remember yeah just yeah. kind of it's like if you design your office like that we're probably gonna die cause you'd probably is that the sound of death what, what oh, show is good. that I usually oh let's do the- that game real- oh no no we'll do it later but we what I wanted to say sorry, was sorry, sorry. yeah I asked her for bold markers and she was like, sure, you can borrow some. But I had clocked her because I saw in her desk she had on her marker case, on her on her pencil case, she had little dots of Elmer's glue. And I was like, mm. I remember we were lining up and I go, whoever's desk that is, is putting glue dots to pick them off mm. and likes picking glue. And I love yeah. picking glue. And I just remember being like, Oh my God, someone else likes to do this weird thing. Oh, it was the best. And Kirsten loved all these weird things that I loved, like um, torturing mosquito bites. I've talked about this on the show before, and some of our listeners have, have written in about it. When you get a mosquito bite, we like to do X's in it with our with our f- nail and, and like torture it. Like hot cross bun to make it like less One stitchy. time you took a curling iron. Do you remember when you tried to burn yours? Like hover it right over the bite and just go, oh, it's about to touch it. Ugh. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I remember where our desks were. It was like the back right corner. You know, yep. everyone would line up at the door. Yep. That's so weird. I remember that part. I know. I know. And that's and then, where you saw inside the desk that like little. Um, did yeah. you ever get glue on your on your hands and be like, oh, I'm ripping it off like it's skin? Oh yeah. And yeah. And then and I would eat it sometimes. Oh. Ever? No. No. Oh. But you know, <laughs> there Me is. Neither. I think like I kids we were... who eat glue. There's like a that's like a thing. Yeah, it's a party. You know, like yeah. there's a thing of like, oh, he was one of those glue eaters. Yeah. But now I you know that that's bit. like just like a probably like a a tick or a spectrum thing like. I could see how it, you could fall into that, and then I mean, I love not as stigmatized. I now. watched Love on the Spectrum. We watched the first. Oh my episode, god, how good! We, people are dying for us to talk about it. By uh, the way, because I'm a huge Love on the Spectrum oh fan. My it's god. a show on Netflix that um, you know follows around autistic people in Australia who are trying to date, and it's all different types of people on different types of the spectrum autism spectrum. And my god, is it the best fucking show? And s- season two is not disappointing. How cute is the first season, uh, first episode? I almost get emotional just thinking. Like, I cry. I was, yeah, Michael is the might be the funniest person on Netflix. Like, yeah, he is. His expressions when she goes, "I don't have a TV," and he goes, "That sucks." 
Oh my and god! And it's just like, like oh. you can just see he goes on these speed dates, and this guy you can just see they don't lie. Autistic people, you know, Amy Amy Schumer covered this in her special about having her husband has Asperger's, and like he doesn't lie, and so there's something good about that, and like can be bad because it can be hurtful. And yeah. I think a lot of times I deal with that as well of trying to be honest, and um, you have to like phrase things in a way that won't be hurtful because the truth. Hurts, right? Yes. I think Lizzo wrote a song about it. But um, Michael's on these speed dates and these girls sit down and he's just asking them questions. And you can just see when he goes from being like, you like TV too? And then they'll say like, oh, I like I like watching like The Bachelorette. And he just goes, ugh. Yeah. <laughs> and his face just falls. There's no, there's no ability for him to be like, oh, you do. Like there's no fakeness and it's lovely. And the conversation goes to like, he was pausing for a second and the... He goes, my mind is at a crossroads right now. I can't think of another question. And he's just kind of like, his face is like. Yeah, they just say, my mind, I can't think of a question. I can't it's like, think of another thing to say. Instead of being like, um. And he's like honest. Like, he's like, I like yeah. your shirt. So if he's complimenting you, it feels so authentic and nice and real. Because totally. he's not going to lie. Because he'll tell you your shirt's shit if he thinks it's shit. Oh. It's. You know, I think they've learned, or enough of them have learned how to socially interact that if they do think something is bad, to keep it maybe inside. So they don't say, yeah, yeah. but like his, the thing he couldn't help was his facial expressions when he was sad that some girl was like showing so much promise. And then you go, uh, yeah. <laughs> he has All a, right. He rolls his eyes a little bit. So many times I was like, yeah. this girl is like everything you want her to be, Michael. She likes this and this. And then, um, oh, at one point he's like, don't spoil it. You know, it. I like, I like collecting toys. And she's like, "What kind of toys?" And he's like, "You know, Thomas the train engine." And she was like, "Oh, my 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 um, nephew loves Thomas." And he was like, "How old is your nephew?" And, yeah, and she goes, yeah, yeah. three. And he's yeah. like, "Oh, like and he's just like <laughs> he's a germophile, which is the best word." Oh my ever. god, he loves <laughs> the I mean, culture. It doesn't sound he loves good. culture. So he loves the English culture. He loves and he loves British celebrities. <laughs> so Michael goes on all of these speed dates, right? Yes. How do you feel about? There were some people that were neurotypical and they it wasn't there was one girl that was actually also on the spectrum and the rest were not. At first I did feel I was like, well, are they handicapped? Like are is that like dating uh is that like a normal person dating someone that's like less intelligent? But, and then, but people are less intelligent. That's what I was saying to Kurt. That's what I, I said to Chris I, too when I, I was watching it with them. I go, if I date someone that went to Harvard or Yale, that's a bigger <laughs> difference than if I dated someone that was like had like spectrum. a ninety IQ. Or but whatever. the thing is, but, people on the spectrum are also hyper intelligent. There's a lot of yes. people that go to Harvard and Yale that are on the spectrum. And that's so, true too, actually. And yeah, yeah, yeah. I just don't see anything wrong with it. Um, I think that. If you're if you're doing it to like take advantage of them and then like lock them into like a room and have sex with them all day or whatever it is like, but I think that I mean I there are things about these men on this show that make me feel like man I I feel like I would want to date someone who is I, I, what I do know is I want to have friends that are on the autistic spectrum like yeah. I'm going to actively pursue working with people with autism because they. They are just as interested in things that as I am interested. Like I get obsessed with things and want to know everything about them. And like I know there are Swifties out there that are autistic and like would like I'm a little autistic when it comes to Taylor Swift and um or I have the same kind of obsession and I think Taylor that, Taylor Swiftic sorry yeah and like I <laughs> exactly <laughs> <laughs> I mean, dude I that. 
perfect. That was good. Yeah, Thank it you. was good. Um, <laughs> but I was I was watching <laughs> Love on the Spectrum with Chris, my ex, and we were talking about it. And he, there was one part where this girl who's fairly uh, highly functioning on the yeah. spectrum. What was her name? I forget. Oh yeah, the girl with the who was eating with her friends at the table and yeah. the wing women. Yeah, yeah and she yeah. has she's very into cosplay Caitlin? because it lets no. her be different Someone characters yeah. and and kind of escape into a character as opposed to being herself, which feels like awkward. She was talking about how, you know, I have had to learn how to say things so that it doesn't upset people even though the thing I'm saying should not be upsetting because it's just the, the thing. I'm, it's yeah. just the truth. And and Chris goes, I want an example of that. And I go, I've got one for when I, I have to do the same thing because, you know, there's this, I remember I was eating lunch with Lizzie Cooperman in LA and we were at a place called Craft Cafe Gratitude where you, um, you know, it's, it's very like, it's all vegan. I love it. But you order things that are called like, I am strong. And that's like the Caesar salad. So you have to tell the waiter, I am strong. And that means you want a Caesar salad. I am brave with dressing on the side. So awkward. I am easygoing with dressing on the side. And like, a, like can you make it um, <laughs> with like light chicken and like a drizzle of the, 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 the balsamic? Um, but I, yeah, I am low maintenance. Uh but then they also go after at the end of, and they don't really hold you to that. But that's what they're called. Usually, I just go, "Can I have this?" And I point at it because yeah. I I don't feel you and know. They're like, "Wow, she's not brave." Yeah, yeah. And then they always <laughs> <There's> <laughs> after your order, they go, "Okay, um, thank you for that. Um, I'm. Would you guys like to hear our question of the day?" And they always have some kind of question that's like, "What? Um, what's the, you know." what's the biggest risk you've ever taken? And it's just supposed to conjure an interesting conversation to like be introspective and like share. Yeah. And they always go, would you like to hear a question of the day? And the guy was very nice, our waiter, and we ordered getting along. He's like, would you guys, okay, I'll be back with your drinks. Would you guys like to hear the question of the day? And I go, no. And, and he goes, okay. And he walks away and Lizzie was just like, <laughs> I mean, there is, yeah. He I wasn't like, asking, hey, do you want fries go, with that? I go, he's probably never been told no. Well, first of all, I don't want the question of the day. <laughs> we didn't need a question to get us talking. Uh, no is an answer. Um, no, thank you. Maybe would have been a better way, but I, I, I didn't say it like no. I just go no, and she was laughing. She was like, "Just the way you said that, like I would never say that." And I was like, "But why?" There's, I wasn't being rude, and he didn't seem bothered by it. But she was like, "It was like you getting embarrassed when I pick up dog shit with leaves." Like he was, she was so embarrassed that I had been so. What's well, like? It's very dry. curb your enthusiasm. Where like Larry always talks about, like, what would he do in a situation if he was just being really honest? You know what I mean? Is are you doing? Is that Larry's impression? No, you. I had a dream last night. Am I Larry David? That I was dating that I was like hooking up with Larry David and Not like it. actively pursuing him and like what? it was between him and another guy I remember being like who am I gonna pick and I was like I don't know I'm just like really attracted to Larry David like we're having a good time he's like sexy to me I want to like make out with him and I like was horny for Larry David and I I, I think I could be honestly I mean he's I think he's married yeah, now. he's a sexy man yeah, he he definitely is. He he knows exactly who he is. That's why he's that's, so hot. That's it. Yeah. He wears his khakis. He's got like three different sweaters. He's got comfortable shoes on. He's happy with being bald. There's something about a bald man who doesn't shave his head 
who keeps it long on the sides that's very confident. I mean, him walking on stage before you he know was what I famous mean? doing like, stand-up. Throw it out, yeah. Yeah. The, the, most, the confidence of walking on stage at sure. Stand-Up New York. There's a famous story of him being a comic. And this is before, you know, he was known for Seinfeld. Or maybe he was still developing it or whatever. But he walked on stage. He looked at the crowd. They're like, Larry David. And he walks <laughs> up and he just looks at the crowd and he just goes... No, and that's he just you. Walks that's off. you with the question of the day. It's yeah. the same thing. I mean, that's why when you said Larry David, I was like all of a sudden aroused, and I was like, "Oh my god, my dream!" Do you ever have that where you like f- remember a dream that you would have forgotten? Yeah, I also blew Larry David last night. Let's get to the news. You heard it here first. You heard it here first. Yeah, you heard it here first. What's Larry David's real last name? I think David. Wits. Yeah, it's probably more Jewy. Oh, really? It's interesting. I love that we're like, he's just who he is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like, did he change his Jewish, la- Jewish last name? He has that one joke about jerking off with 100 of He goes, the closest oh, I no, ever I came to Oh, no, I think it's Larry die. Star of David. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine? Wait, what did you say? What is this joke? I like that there's an of in there, too, to make you Star important. Of. Star, yeah. of. Star of. It's almost like, um, you know, Handmaid's Tale, where they're all named. Tale artistic. Of. Of. Um, of Corey. That would be your name, right? Of Corey. That's Because your one. husband's name is Corey. It'd be Of Corey. Yeah. He has a joke that Wait, he does. The closest, I, oh, the closest I ever came to dying is jerking off with 104 fever. Have you ever masturbated when you shouldn't, like where you're on the verge of death? No. I masturb- I had mono, which is a funny thing to jerk off to because- On the verge of the kissing death. disease. Well, it's a kissing disease. And the more you activate your body, the more you're sick. So oh, I didn't know that. You're literally going- against oh my yourself. god you're like wow. a salmon who's trying to spawn upstream <laughs> i'm picturing you activating your body oh my god <laughs> i put Set on workout controls. clothes all right wait, all right well what's I, our first story i hope you're having all the swells oh, yeah. out there had a great weekend we sure did we had great shows in st louis thank you for everyone coming out of the closet um okay first uh story a product review company scanned tweets and found that kfc not the KFC we know, uh, Kentucky Fried Chicken, is the most hated food fast food chain in the world, with customers mostly complaining about quality. In the U.S., Domino's Pizza is the most hated, getting flack for its subpar customer service okay. issues with delivery. What is, what's your feeling on fast food hate? Starbucks got a lot of hate. You know, uh, Starbucks gets hate because people are paying six dollars for uh, milk and coffee and they feel entitled and they like their specific order and i watch people people that's entitlement no one should be upset about any of this cheap ass food because it's so fucking cheap the people making it for you are making not enough money to even have a a one-bedroom apartment in america why should domino's give you good customer service they don't (laughs) you don't tip well Americans are not good tippers, even though the tipping is a, a failed, you know, form of uh, like we're not supposed to have a tipping culture is like bad for the economy and bad for people, I guess, from what I've understood. But I don't the yeah when I get bad service at a place that has like endless salad bar for nine ninety nine or something like it should be bad service. <laughs> like stop expecting good service when you're paying for. But then, Chickens but that then have Starbucks been, being bad service, you're paying $7 for a coffee. Don't you think you should get great service? My argument there is, don't. okay, let me take that back. Don't expect good service 
for when you are supporting a company that doesn't compensate their employees accordingly. Like whenever there's bad service, it's because these people aren't being paid enough or aren't being appreciated enough for the work they're doing. So if it's, it's, it's unhappy employees. But I guess you could also say that plenty of people that make a great salary are shitty fucking workers too. But that's right. But like if you went into a pizza place and it was $40 for a pizza Maybe you'd get a waiter that would be like, hipster service. To, yeah, yeah. The oh, opposite you're of that. Outfit. I'm not seating you in the good mm-hmm. table. No, because then there would be more complaints online about high end places. When you go to a high end restaurant and yeah. you have a dining service, like they, tr- the the guy the other night was calling us baby and that was sir a and much. like, but you know they wait on you hand and foot yes. because they're they're charging a, a bigger a bigger price and and like. What I is just, your favorite fast food? Or it just when you're really eating... ticks me off when people get like, like the customer's always right at a Pizza Hut. Like these people are making eight dollars an hour. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. Like this, I just um, and and tip so much. Tip if you can, if you can afford it, you must tip a hundred percent. I guess uh, we could on on really cheap stuff. Go even deeper there and go. Well, the person that is paying eight dollars for this pizza, they also get paid. A barely living wage, so that's a lot of but money to them. But think about how I get it, but mm. but <laughs> also just know that you shouldn't at your job where you work and make that <laughs> shitty price. You don't want to. Maybe you do have pride and you like are really good at your job and stuff, but you're not this person who might have had a really hard day or yes. whatever. Just more empathy across the board. Fast food for me, I Subway is the only place I would. Oh, go. Subway was hated a lot here. Yeah, I get that. Subway, when you walk past it, that smell is like, um, mm. it's it's an interesting smell. Do you eat fast food, Kirsten? I like fast casual. Like, there's some places that I just can go pick up like a, <laughs> it's like, it's more like bowls and like not fast food, like um, Chick-fil-A. Yeah. Um, I, I just mean, don't, I don't have a Chick-fil-A need for. chick the people are nice, right? You know I how slow I am, Chick-fil-A. Nikki? I don't need fast anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. Um, but maybe like crazy bowls and wraps. Today, Kirsten was like, like, do you ever eat nut butter? Like just a scoop of nut butter just to, to, on the go? It's And I go, I'd just rather have like a protein bar that has the same stuff in it. You know, like the protein bars I eat are pretty raw and like, and I go, I'd just rather have it. And she goes, you know, just like when you're like in a rush. And I'm like, what could a protein bar is the most easily rushed food ever. <laughs> well, just to add, like to add to a meal, like I like to have like a lunch, mm. and then when I want that little delicious, like these nut butters they're making now are so. <laughs> You're you like, try the one I bought last night, like Nutso, Fix and Fog. They're like artisan with yeah seeds no, you're not and wrong. maple syrup and cashews. It's like they're it's not peanut butter and almond butter. They're like you're right. It's like a dessert, like those RX the RX uh. Almond butter with vanilla and egg white and yeah. date. Oh, yeah. Kirsten created <laughs> oh. a thing where she puts them in the freezer. Yeah. Someone at the gym told me this. Shout out to Stephanie. Shout you put those Steph. little packets in the freezer, squish them up first, get the oil mixed around, and then pop it out. And it's like, and it's like, it's like fudge. frozen fudge, like treats. On the go. Oh. oh. And you just like suck it out of the package. Oh. Like, well, you figured out a lot of ways to eat unhealthy, healthy. Like a lot of the chocolates you get that I try, it's like, does this come right from the cocoa tree? Like it really right does. Like I eat a lot of Snickers and then I'm like, oh wait, this is what chocolate should taste like. Yeah, like, like the Honey Mamas. <laughs> but you yeah. love Chick-fil-A. I'm obsessed. And it, talk about service. I mean, it's unbelievable. The yeah, ser- you they're drive really through. Nice. What they got a guy do they do? standing Do they pay well or they do they just like... Benefits. 
rethink. Probably, yeah, I yeah. think so. I think they take care of the people that work there. I know there they, you go. they got a lot of slack for the homophobic stuff, but I mean, I Let's think let it slide. Well, I'm just kidding. Chicken is good, but I no, mean, but I like, do. I, they probably employ a ton of. I would say there's a ton of gay people that actually probably work for Chick Fil A, mm-hmm. and it was it was. The head guy was very homophobic, who's now dead. Let's be honest. The head so guys like, of most corporations are probably pretty homophobic. Yeah, I'm sure like, the owner of starts... Taco Bell doesn't love gay guys. You know? I did I did a salary search for Chick-fil-A Ooh, employees and uh, Starbucks, and it's their salaries are pretty comparable, just so you know. Mm. What about KFC? Um, I do want to say, though, that Starbucks... Uh, just going on their subreddit, I know so much like the they used to have a business model that was very pro like Starbucks employee. They had benefits. They had great. That's like, how they hours. all start. They, yeah. they all talk. They call themselves partners, not employees. And mm. um, and now something has happened where they've just become like the mobile orders are just those are nightmares for Starbucks people. They've now doubled how many drinks they need to make. And people that mobile order will mobile order and then arrive one minute later and be like, where's my drink? Oh. And it's like, that's not how this and works. And then there's the drive-thru and then there's people walking in. Oh, and I then, feel, so you have three people mm, back there. It's like walking they, into a triage every time you go into a Starbucks. I, like it really, ER. I feel so much for those employees. And uh, we'd love to hear voice memos or any kind of um, uh, like a sto- tale of working in fast food. And, and if it is because of what you're making. Um, let's get to the next story. Next story. Um a study suggests that a way a person cheats depicts the kind of affair they will have, hmm. which is kind of interesting. So those who admitted to cheating out of lack of love or resentment toward their partners had affairs that lasted longer and were more likely to end their primary relationship. That makes sense. Those who cheated because of situational considerations like stress or alcohol had shorter and less sexually gratifying engagements. Yeah. Makes sense because you're just You know, whenever when you, go, you get cheated, I always said that, like, if you get cheated on and you're like... You cheated on me, John? And he's like, yeah. He's like, where? Just at this bar with my friends. So you were just like wasted? No, I actually was designated driver that night. She was just like, so you sober? (laughs) Cheated on? Like, wait, can you just tell me you were wasted? It just like, it lessens the blow. Like, you must hate me. Also, all your drunk friends were in the car with the girl you cheated on me with. Yeah, she got shotgun. Yeah, Yeah. they're in the back. Yeah. Do they like her? Is she like a better hang than me? She's pretty cool. That's the problem. I really got to know her. If cheating is happening because you're not getting your needs met in a relationship emotionally, physically, whatever it is, of course those relationships are going to those, you know, affairs are going to have longer lasting, um, you know, they're, they're going to last longer because they are based on things that are, you know, fulfilling a need, a, a basic human need as opposed to just a, a fling, like getting your dick sucked or whatever. This is interesting. People who cheat because of sucked. anger are more likely to tell their partners, which makes sense because they're doing it not because they want new pussy. They want to hurt the pussy they yes. have or the penis they have. I always say that in my act about like girls who go, when I tell girls you shouldn't sleep with a guy who's not your boyfriend if you want him to be your boyfriend, and they go, but I like sex, Nikki. I w-, you know, I'm, I'm just making up a character that's like, but I want to. And I'm like, okay. She's like, you know what? If he doesn't want to be my boyfriend, I'll just say, fine, I'm going to sleep with other guys. And it's like, but you want this guy to be your boyfriend, so I'm guessing if you're sleeping with him, you're probably in love with him, right? So yeah, you're gonna go sleep with other guys. Let me guess, uh, you're probably not gonna be able to do that because when a girl's in love, she kind of is just tunnel vision for one guy. The best you'll be able to do is bludgeon yourself with alcohol to the point that you can make out with some guy that kind of reminds you of your boyfriend, <laughs> and then you're gonna 
in the middle of it, you're going to kind of like forget that it's not, or you're going to remember it's not him. And then you're going to start crying and be like, I cheated on him. Then you're going to call your, the guy that you want to be your boyfriend and be like, and think that this is going to get him to be like, I do love you. Don't be with other guys. But instead it makes him fucking hate you and never talk to you again. And that's what happens. Strategy. But I think that's what girls do sometimes. But at least you sometimes. get that kiss. Yeah. You like, like, you go and you make out with someone to be like, fine. He's going to see that I can cheat. I can be with other people too if he doesn't want to commit to me. And it's like, that's not going to work on him. He's not going to like you after that. And then that. you're like, fine, I'm just going to go back to the guy that kissed me in the bar. And then you go back to him. He goes, I was fucking drunk. I yeah, didn't even I like you. Yeah. Like, ew. <laughs> like, this is We're what you cousins. look like. Yeah, just, <laughs> I just did it 23 and me, and I, we can't go back to this that. This is our house bar at our parents' house. <laughs> and we're in the basement, you All loser. Right. Let's take a quick break, and we'll be right back with Why Do I Care? Are you looking for some amazing TV to stream? Well, sink into your couch and indulge with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. We're talking some of the greatest comedies of all time. Absolute must-watch shows. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the crew in How I Met Your Mother. All nine seasons of How I Met Your Mother are now streaming on Hulu right now. One of my favorite shows ever. And I mean, don't you want to know how he met their mother? Then go back home with the Dumfies, the Pritchetts, and the Pritchett-Tuckers in Modern Family. Then you can start over with the Roses on Schitt's Creek. And then see what's up in the Kyle household in My Wife and Kids. We're talking every episode and every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits. Streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. I mean, can you even watch all of this? We think so. Head on over to Hulu and start streaming today. Now we're talking. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And, of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure... It kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, my name's Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose, I just had a great conversation with Michael B. Jordan, and you can listen to it right now. Michael is known for his performances in both film and television. His breakout role was in Fruitvale Station, playing Oscar Grant, which earned him widespread praise and numerous award nominations. His portrayal of Killmonger in Marvel's Black Panther, one of my favorites, further solidified his status as one of Hollywood's leading actors, earning him widespread acclaim for his complex and compelling performance. In our conversation, Michael really opens up. You're going to love listening to it, and I can't wait for you to check it out. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. It's always the feeling when you're getting ready to, you know, people give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. People quit. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts.
I'm Stephanie J. Block. And I'm Mary Lee Fairbanks. And we host Stages Podcast. Binge close to 100 episodes. Hear the inside stories from backstage and behind the scenes as we go beyond the resume and into the heart of creativity and what it really takes to be in the business of show business. Don't miss our chats with this season's Tony nominees. If you love theater and entertainment, you are going to love Stages Podcast. Subscribe to Stages Podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts and visit us at stagespodcast.net. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. This week, I'm talking to the one and only Ryan Seacrest. Love the connection to people. I think at the core, what I get excited about, what gets me up in the morning, is connecting with people. In an unscripted, unvarnished way, is getting to, to say something to them, hear back from them, know that I'm part of the routine, and I look forward to getting on the air. I look forward to it. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic, the creative spark more than ever. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. All right, Andrew, why do I care? I don't know to this day. Why do I care? All right, Kirsten or Kirsten Bell? Kirsten Bell? Don't look at me. Wait, do you know? Oh, wait, it's Kristen Bell. Kristen, Kristen Bell. Bell. Yeah. Reveals it's why funny. she dislikes the term relationship goals. Oh, yeah. Being applied to her and marriage Dax. with Dax. Because it's it inauthentic. Like I don't know why. I just. <laughs> because it's inauthentic. And says the messy pair go to therapy to keep their relationship healthy. Yeah, when people go relationship goals underneath people's pictures on Instagram, like. Yeah, that that must be irritating for people who are like, no, this isn't th what you see on camera and on Instagram. We're not showing you like all the work that goes into it. And it's just not like. I know, but I love when people go, why don't you show the real relate? It's like, oh, you want us to show us crying and me getting hit by her? Like, is that the photo you <laughs> yeah. want to see? No, you know? <laughs> people don't want to see that. But I do that for people. There are some people that I go, relationship goals, like there are, like Megan Fox and Machine Gun Kelly for me right now is relationship goals. Like but that love that won't see, last. Yeah, we just see them like on a motorcycle making out with hard tongues. and we're Not just like, like filling out their relationship will goal? with their lawyer or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, or just eating at uh, freaking KFC. I would say you. Not throwing the can away. You and your husband, Corey, Aww. I would say are relationship goals. Like the way How do you that feel you when you hear that? I feel really great hearing that because I would like I, I would like that kind of partnership. I feel like you both give each other space. You both like love each other. You both fulfill each other's needs in ways mm -hmm. that aren't like um, I can't live without you. But like you make each other happy. Like he is okay with you having like friendships outside of him. He's not threatened by. Th he doesn't seem to be a jealous person. You. Um, He's, mm. you know, not that everything in your life is perfect, but I would say that you guys seem to have a healthy relationship. What, um, what do you think of that? I love. And what do you attribute that. it to? And and would you say that that's a correct assumption? I think that's a very correct assumption. I think it's because we met in our late twenties, early thirties. Like I was twenty eight, he was thirty. I'd already been an adult and like made my life how I wanted it to be. We both had worked on ourselves before then, mm -hmm. and um, I just did I, you wait to have sex? And we waited. How long? Oh, probably like four months. Whoa. Because we, we were Whoa. dating. I was, okay, I was coming out of a relationship that was three years with an older guy and I just was like, I'm 
You said one time you were leaving a gas station and someone asked you if he was your dad. Yeah, we were going to the lake in, down in Missouri somewhere and this woman walked up. She was like, is that your dad? It was like a quick trip. <laughs> and I just felt like, I had like baby bangs at the time, so I kind of was playing it up a little bit. But mm-hmm. I don't know, after a long relationship like that. You had a lollipop in your mouth. Yeah, yeah I had a baby bonnet on and a big <laughs> diaper. in a, a carriage that he was and pushing. I said, Daddy, give me a lollipop. <laughs> she was in a baby Bjorn a chest to his chest. With the bottle. So, my, yeah, it was yeah. more contextual. You were in a car seat. Yeah, so, was, yeah. like, coming out of that, I knew, I, I just was like, oh, relationship I don't want. I will never again kind of fake being calm and, like, put together and, like, stylish and, like, blogger. For anybody, they're gonna see me as like my spazzy. Like they have to see the grossest face I make. Like I can make when I'm trying to make someone laugh. Like yeah, be spaz and like, and they'd still find me attractive and fun. Did you? So I didn't fake it. Be that way with Corey instantly though. Yes, I I remember because I in my head I go, I'm not. I like really like this guy, but I am not. I don't love him enough to be like. I'm gonna like shape who he wants me to be. I just knew. I was cued in to know that he just wanted me to be myself. How did you meet him? I don't know how that, just through friends. Oh. Yeah. And I'm not trying to say that like it was. So why did you wait to have sex? Well, I was dating a couple other guys at the time. Mm-hmm. So a couple of other Virgos were lined Listen, up. Virgos. And I was, I was really just dating because I was having like summer of fun. I kind of stopped drinking. Mm-hmm. I mean, I still drink, you know that, but. I was sober. Saying that you drink is you drink like one glass of wine every three weeks. I probably have like four drinks in a month, maybe. Okay, so there we go. So all the same night though, and then you cheat on your husband. Well, in the night we met, (laughs) the night we met, I it was like a first Friday art event, and I was down the crossroads. We were at this like big party thing, and she's from Kansas. I had I think I had biked down there, and I was like wearing a little dress. I was like living that life where. I had a bag full of spinach from the farmer's market and I was just like walking around with this huge bag of spinach. <laughs> you sound like the girl that I would try to be to get a guy. But like, I was like y- in a hippie vibe. Ne- I was like yeah. just, here I am. And he was like, you're just eating spinach out of the bag. Of spinach. No, I just oh, went to the farmer's oh, market. Oh, like oh, cooking. Oh, okay. And I was literally <laughs> in a- we've never done. Never. I was in like an F-boy, <laughs> F-by mode yeah. where I just was like, I'm not having any of this bullshit of trying to be- this person so we we literally dated i would send him home at the end of the night because i like didn't want him to see me in the morning just yet i was like okay i just want to like do my thing Mm -hmm. i was living alone and he was totally cool with that and like seeing him leave at the end of the night when we'd been like hanging out and say i gotta get up in the morning and he would walk away and just be like okay have a great night and just like seeing him walk away and get on his bike to go home i was like god he's the one a so when did you finally? Mar- Mar- he would just like bike, yeah. Like we would, we bicycle. were bicycle. You know, when you're younger, you like bike everywhere, and like, yeah. you just like are up for that. Um, <laughs> what? Anymore. When did you finally sleep together? Like when did when you were ready to lock it in? Yeah, it was like we were both ready for that. Did you have a talk about like what you were? Yeah, but it wasn't like we were consciously like before we define anything. But I think just the waves of energy were telling us to wait until. We, yeah. weren't, we weren't like waiting for Jesus or anything. We were literally sure. waiting till it felt right. Yeah. So we, I think we were both vulnerable and like he hadn't been in a serious relationship and he knew this was. Were like, you in love by the time you had sex? Yeah. That's so special. And was then it, it was like really good. Was it like so? Do you remember the first time mm-hmm. you had sex and like it was a special moment? Yeah. That's I do. so nice. It was very late and then it was like late night, like 3 a.m. I feel like I've We'd reached the same all night. exact place where you're at where it's like, I 
can't go into anything anymore of like trying to be and it's and it's obviously sounds like so duh why not or just be yourself but like truly dumb. like i i'm not ashamed of who i am anymore and i think that's so the yeah. reason i used to try to be other women was not because i was trying to be the version of this girl that this guy would love but it was because i really just i didn't want to be myself even without trying to impress a guy like i was always trying to be someone else and now when my room is a mess like in and i have a guy over like i don't i don't i'm not like can i go in first and like i mean i don't want like dirty underwear on the floor just because like that's something sometimes I leave behind in a rush but like cardinal streak I am the cardinal streak I just like I'm like you know what this they're gonna I'm not a bad person because my room is is I have a cluttered desk I'm that doesn't and if you can't love me for that or if that's gonna be a red flag for you it just isn't gonna work it won't work and and I know that's easier said than done because I used to hear this all the time like who hasn't heard that advice of like if they can't love you at your worst or like but it's really about like accepting yourself for those things and being like, you know what? When I look in the mirror in the morning and I look like disgust, uh, the most, dis- let's say, disgusting version of myself with no kind con- like just and I go like I still love that version of myself. I'm not like I can't go out. People can't see this. Like I'm still worthy of love. I feel like, a, like as a guy when like if like I love Brenna very much, like if she doesn't have makeup on and like. There, I obviously she looks different with makeup on. Like everyone looks more put together. It's not like I'm like registering like, oh, now you don't have makeup. Like, oh, I don't like this face. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like I just love your face, whether it's ma- like I don't see a difference yeah. really. Like I you start, thought- you start not to see a difference. You're not like clocking in like, oh wait, this is who you it's, are. Oh. Guys I, always notice. But that. I get it though. Like if it's early, it could be. But scary. girls, I just yeah. want to say to girls listening out there, like. The pressure to have sex with guys, if a guy is going to make you feel bad because you don't have sex, you don't have to have any reason for why you don't have sex. You don't have to ever say it's because of this. You can just say, okay, let's call it a night. I still have pangs of like, oh, I'm, I'm, he's, he probably has a boner and like wants to like get off and I'm not going to get him off. It's fine. Send them away. I swear to you, they're only going to like you more. And I know it goes against everything you're thinking of like, but he's going to be mad at me or disappointed. That's always in the back of my head as well. Mm. Just try out doing what you want to do always when it comes to sexuality. Like, don't ever do anything because they want it. You know, do it if they want it because you want to do something for them because you love them. You know, like, girls aren't sucking dick because they love the feel of it, but because they're doing it because the Some guy do. wants it. Some do. No one? not You never put a penis if, in your if, mouth? If, and if you... Girls don't suck their dildos for fun. <laughs> But guys don't eat out pocket pussy. Exactly. You guys are doing it because oh. you enjoy giving us pleasure. Yes. Right. But you don't like a penis in your mouth? Not. I, I do when I'm with with the person who is pe- his penis it is and I can see that they're getting pleasure from it and it tastes like them and stuff. Like if I just had a penis that tasted <laughs> like my boyfriend that wasn't attached to him and like I would not just suck it for fun. No, I wouldn't. And that's how you determine if you're doing something for fun. When it's like al- when people go, I love tequila. I go, okay, if tequila didn't have alcohol in it, would you really drink it? And they go, yeah. And I'm like, well, do you drink non-alcoholic beer? Actually, I told you I drink non-alcoholic beer. I know, and I think you're crazy. You also like. She like, also puts the bottle in her mouth. You also like matcha, like, and that's a it's gross like a kombucha, taste. though. That's we'll talk about later. But yeah, we're gonna do top one, bottom one for a final thought because I gotta get on a call here in a ten minutes. Um, the top one, bottom one um, topic for today is uh, basic things that people like. Yeah, basic bitch stuff. 
Mm. Like things that would be described as basic that either that we both, you know, a thing that you love the most that you indulge in and a thing that you hate the most that either you indulge in or let like other people do. I'll start us off. The number one thing that I love that is so basic that we, I have oh, no shame about it. Oh, wait. Sorry. We're starting with hate. Yeah. Bech, Nikki, come on. Um, I'll start with mine. The thing that I hate the most is what I just said. People who um, glamorize drinking and are like, it's wine o'clock or like, Kuh. who needs a therapist when I have wine and act like they like the taste of alcohol. You don't. You like the way it makes you drunk. And that's okay. But don't lie to me and say you like the taste of whiskey. You don't. Um, you don't. You just don't. And <laughs> if you think you do, you. I know that people out there are raging right now. But I always prove this when I went to. Um, there was a froyo shop that was doing a Guinness flavored froyo. Oh, that's okay, like putting a dick in your oh. mouth. That's not. And attached. people say they love Guinness, the taste of Guinness. Yeah. And maybe you're like, well, I don't like the taste of Guinness. There are people that would claim they love the taste of Guinness or love the taste of beer. There was a beer flavored froyo, and which obviously did not have alcohol in it. And I went up to the, the it was at 16 Handles in New York, and I go, how many people are getting that? And he goes, oh, people just try it, but no one actually gets it. It's like, yeah, because no one likes the taste of alcohol. You like the taste. It's like blowjobs. You don't like blowjobs if blowjobs weren't connected to the feeling you get from giving someone a good feeling and getting the feedback back. You wouldn't like blowjobs. Inherently, blowjobs don't taste good. The taste might remind you of all of that. Coffee doesn't taste good, but I like black coffee because it gives me energy and I'm addicted to it. So that's that that to me, I know that you're like, Nikki, get off your high horse about this, but why don't you read The Easy Way to Stop Drinking by Alan Carr and you get back to me. So that's my least favorite basic thing is like drinking culture. My least favorite, I think, is uh, the people that, the hustle hard culture of like oh, yeah. waking up at 4 a.m. Oh, yeah. Like Mark Wahlberg. Millionaire like, mindset. Yeah. It's, yeah. <laughs> oh, well, Gary yeah. V. Any of that. Like, oh, yeah. what the fuck is wrong with you? Just pull yourself up by the. You didn't have to go to college. Fuck college. Just mm. fucking buy a fucking lemonade stand, open 19 <laughs> of them, sell the lemonade, then buy uh, limes, turn those limes into more lemons, and the next thing you know, you own the fucking world. So cool. <laughs> Shut up, Gary. Uh, but yeah, the 4 a.m. Or like, I wake up, I don't even see the sunrise. The sun has never <laughs> rise. I fucking, I eat dumbbells at one in the morning. It's like, fuck you, man. But also, I'm like projecting a little because I'm like, man, that's pretty cool that you want to that hard. But You've then, gotten into some of those guys I know, of before. course, of I, course. The one time I filmed you in the My Caymans Goggins. when you were passed out and your shirt was like up against, like, like you're just passed out, like just looks like a drunk passed out on the couch and David Goggins audiobook is playing to be like, you get up every morning and you look in the mirror and you hustle. You don't take no for an answer. And you, you push yourself to, you can't and even. And I'm sleeping on the like, couch at 2 p.m. And, and it was just uh. echoing through the, it was so ironic. Ironic. It was hilarious. That's the funniest thing I've ever. Okay, Kirsten, <laughs> what is your least favorite basic thing? I think my least favorite basic thing would be, and I'm so sorry, I really don't want to offend anybody, but like influencer culture. Influencers, there's a scale. There's some people are doing good, but I just think the overall culture is a little hard to witness. Um, I talked about you at the top of the show, us making fun of it. Oh, on perfect. So just people, I just feel like people living their life through what will the masses like wait what was can you do a picture right now for us of like the wacky face wednesday like where a girl would do a picture like 
Hold up higher. That's a bad angle. Uh, oh, it's okay. Sorry. <laughs> up, up. Okay, so it would be this face. Okay, and then that oh caption God. would be. Work hard, play hard. Wednesday vibes. <laughs> it's just like the face she's making is kind of like a scrunch up, like with her like eyebrows a, raised. To like, make my lips kooky. bigger, it's like mm, yeah, like kind of like duck face, but like. What would your podcast be called as an influencer that believes in Wednesday vibes? Like, mm, oh my god, I need to think about this one. <laughs> S- like something with millionaire mindset in it, like yeah, like fitness. <laughs> I don't know, like just fitness. I was trying to think of what to do, and I couldn't. I was the Wednesday like, women, like the Wednesday women patrol. It's like get the <laughs> fuck out of our way. We're groundbreakers. We wake up at three a.m. for a four-hour ritual and go to bed at seven. Even though 7 that is kind of like my life, but yeah, yeah it I don't. Really is. I don't put out there like four thirty a.m. Get started. Got my sixty-minute meditation matcha routine. It's and just bragging, the and day. like also you didn't. And we all know it's this. I mean, this is almost basic to make fun of influencers, but I like, know. I don't wanna... they all have to have someone take their picture. Like, whenever you see a girl with a cozy cup of tea and like journaling, so she had to go, "Honey, will you take this picture?" Or a timer, and like had timer. to go and had to go set it up and press the timer and then go sit and then go grab her phone. Like, there's think of the bookends of all of and these. There's pictures. There's 45 and of those photos in there. I like to think phone. about the aggression behind it. Like, no, seriously. I need to look more, more relaxed. Just I like you, like that's a bad more. angle. Hold it no, up. Get over. What the? Get over. Why are you Me. wearing a? Why aren't you wearing shorts? Get <laughs> Brian. The influencer husband is a. We should uh, get into that. Yeah. I mean, okay. So, yeah. Let's oh, he's cashing those paychecks. He mm. loves it. He's like yeah. becomes part of it. He gets tagged. Yeah. So. Yeah. And um, I would say my number one. And he has the passwords to her Instagram, so he can see if she's like cheating on him. He probably feels a sense of control. Um, my number one, uh, you helped me build this. I help you build it. And this, now you're cheating on this me with empire t- with tuna Tom who, has, who, who, who like wakes up, grinds hard and cuts tuna. My number one favorite basic thing is Starbucks. Like I, I'm embarrassed that like I am not someone who wants the mom and pop coffee shop. I don't. I'm not someone who's like, oh, this roast is my favorite. I just like Starbucks. And it's not because of the coffee. It's because of the milk that they use. It's because the cup feels good in my hand. It's all the marketing behind it. I am a a brainwashed uh, lemming for Starbucks. I love it. I'm a basic bitch. I'm not a pumpkin spice basic bitch, but I have no judgment of them. Um, Andrew, what is your favorite? I mean, it's probably a tie between golf and Chick-fil-A. But the, and my Corolla, <laughs> like those three things combined, just makes me such a basic simp bitch. Like all I do is drive a 2021 Corolla to right. the golfing range with a golf shirt on, and I've never been happier. That's yeah. all I need in life is True. those three things. It and Brenna, so I happy you, that I like you, we miss you so much, Brenna. It <laughs> makes me happy that you get so much joy out of golf like it was a thing that you weren't doing in your life that's like brought you so much freaking joy like sometimes did someone in my gets 20s a, a too, yeah. dog or a cat and you're yeah. like how did you exist before this thing in your life i mean you know? i i it it's it just like the 
every day is different with golf, and it sounds so cheesy. Oh, I know. The older I get, I go to these different golf courses, and I look around. I'm like, this. There's this one called Anbrier, and it's in the middle of a cornfield. You drive down a road where you think they kill Jewish people, and I'm like, maybe I shouldn't drive down this road. You know, I'm not gonna tell anyone I'm Jewish. Whatever. Yeah. You know, I. You know, and uh, and I drive and I make Andrew a left. Andrew Colin. Yeah, Andrew Star Colin, which would be a great country club. Um, and then I I drive down and it just opens up and there's hills and oh, you pretty. know like a guy wakes up at four in the morning to hustle hard to make that green perfect and I don't know and and like you just think of like all the thought that went into like making these hills and making the sand trap and you're like fuck there's so much history here I don't know it's like like yeah. I, I I never thought about that as a kid of like how long it took to cut the grass or like whoever designed this how hmm. how how they had to like be creative you just and think. like love consuming golf and yeah. like it makes me i i know that feeling of like because i love anything taylor swift and it yeah. like sends a surge through my body that i never had before and i'm like oh my god like what would i do without this thing that i'm, I'm so a golf file i'm a golf yes you are and you're a um, taylor file and uh to take us out kirsten we gotta go but what is the number one thing that you love that's so oh, basic hands down we kind of covered it but active wear i'm sorry <laughs> I'm sorry. I love Lulu. I Hell wear. Yeah, dude. I live in leggings. I mean, I am a trainer, so I can do it right. with a reason. Um, but it's comfortable. It's pretty. Yeah, you, I heard you and Brenna talking about like some dress <laughs> with a built-in bra, and I was like, I can't with this this active wear talk. It works great on a like an active. Um, what is it called? Like, I'm not saying like a fit body, but like a athletic frame. I just I think it's a great option for just for attire do you want to give us a promo code and, and uh, a little uh caption for your active wear Coupon picture code 30 percent off if you mention kflow fit right in here um <laughs> that's my maiden name. are you gonna start an active wear company i feel like you should i do have a full line thank oh. you for asking actually it's good promo I have no, I don't. Actually, no, you should at some point. No, there's enough activewear out there. I just like to consume it. And Lululemon is the most basic one, and I love it. Um, I'm we sorry. We gotta go. Thank you okay. so much for being here, Kirsten. It's been Thank a great you. weekend with you. I've loved having this all robe, robe episode. Look for this one on YouTube in a couple days, you guys, if you're listening to it. Um, Thank you so much. We'll be here all week. We love you, besties. So good to meet you after the shows this weekend, or the show this weekend. More tickets uh, available on NikkiGlazer.com slash tour. And we'll see you tomorrow. Don't be cut out there. And and Jack in the wear. box. Yeah. Looking for some amazing TV to stream? Indulge yourself with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the gang on How I Met Your Mother. All nine seasons are now streaming on Hulu. Then you can move to Modern Family, Shit's Creek, and My Wife and Kids. We are talking every single episode of every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits. Streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. Now we're talking. Looking for hair removal tools that not only deliver smooth results, but also empower you with a sense of complete control? Enter Conair Girlbomb, your secret weapons for smooth, sleek results made just for women. From the ultimate Girlbomb grip and professional-grade blades, you don't have to compromise and settle for less. Conair Girlbomb equips you with the precision and power previously reserved for men's grooming tools. So take your hair removal routine to the next level with Conair Girlbomb. Available at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. I used to have so many men. 
how this beguiling woman in her 50s she looked like a million bucks scams a bunch of famous athletes out of untold fortunes nearly 10 million dollars was all gone it's just unbelievable hide your money in your old rich men because <laughs> she is on the prowl listen to queen of the con season five the athlete whisperer on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Like the police knew who he was before they got here. From iHeart Podcasts. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. A story about money, power, and corruption. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. I'm Paul Pringle, an investigative reporter for the LA Times. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeart Radio app. Apple Podcast or wherever you get your podcasts.